0: HP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.
1: Hello, you golfing legends, and welcome back to the very first episode of the original Off Course in 2024. I'm your host, Dan Edwards, and joining me this week once again is my good buddy, Dean, Mr. D Crescenzo. What's up, buddy? Hey, Dan. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. I'd like to think it is a happy new year. Yeah, Um, I'd be happier if I was playing as much golf this week as I did last week. I played on Christmas Eve of all times. That was amazing.
0: I've been able to do that once in my life and I did it in shorts because it was like 55 degrees and I thought when am I ever gonna be able to say I played golf on Christmas Eve in shorts. It was kind of nice. So you had a little bit of like the mildish weather that's come through new york you have had it in ohio too probably a day before me
1: yeah man we get everything before you it's way better yeah it's so much better in ohio (laughs) i think
0: everybody could agree
1: oh man so okay we're gonna start off hot 55 and you're all in on shorts is it is it because you prefer to wear shorts or because you can that
0: was definitely because i can okay It, it was not i do prefer to wear shorts but um Yeah, I don't really have a problem with wearing pants on the course, but yeah, it was definitely because I can if I'm if I'm playing in, you know, any kind of weather like that, I would much rather have like long sleeves on with shorts than I would shorts or pants with short sleeves, if that makes any
1: sense. Why is it such a hot take? Why is like, oh, I'm a pants guy or I'm a shorts guy. Why is that such a hot take in golf? Because we're numbskulls. we debate everything we we need to that's that's what we do <laughs> well we I mean most of us collectively agree that the the mock turtleneck is the most ridiculous thing ever um and and it seems like <laughs> I, see I, de- a space. I definitely had one
0: <laughs> definitely had one had that but, red Nike tiger Woods yeah yeah it yeah I
1: know back. you did of course you did <laughs> but but are you proud of it uh back then I was yeah are you proud of it now no i look like the kool-aid man yeah so that wouldn't be a good look yeah it's i mean trends change i I look at the types of shorts or the types of pants i wore 20 years ago and they're definitely different not not in in total but just like size and uh certainly material which is a big benefit to being a golfer in 23 but uh it's funny how attached people get like Personally, I wear pants as often as possible. And, and I only do that because I like to think that if I'm wearing pants, I'm a better golfer by design.
0: <laughs> Look better, play better.
1: Yeah. Well, the other part is like I'm not trying to blind people with the the Ohio legs that exist. <laughs> I'm doing everyone a favor. If I show up in pants, you're welcome. Like preset. said
0: yeah you're, you're doing everybody a favor I was thinking the same thing I was gonna play that joke in there but you, you know you called it on yourself
1: can I add something yeah of course I call that on myself it's, I mean it's your show you can listen add whatever you want listen my mom's from Canada my dad was a polar bear so like there's nothing I can do about it all right <laughs> but here, here's what also trips me up like this constant obsession with shortening the inseam and in shorts I don't understand that either like I don't know if what it's like for you. I'm not really like a co-ed golfer. I'm not opposed to it. Just like most of the people I golf with are men, uh, with the exception of my wife, who uh, is, it played 25 times this year and intends to play 30 next. So Sweet. We're, we're we're excited for that. And certainly it's my preference to play with my family. Um, but back to the other conver- part of the conversation, when I play with, Anyone or I talk to people about wearing shorts versus pants. They're like, "Oh, shorts all the time. Oh, oh the the inseams, blah blah blah." I'm like, "You do not want to see me in these shorts. Like, <laughs> I, it is not ideal to sell me shorts that are cut way above the knee. I don't I don't understand why that's a thing again."
0: There was a uh, there was a guy in our golf league, and you could we always joked with him. And you could tell how serious the match was that night by how short his shorts got, because they would get you know pretty high up, and we would always bust on him. Alex, you must be you must be in a tight match today, because look where that inseam is. <laughs> like, but then you know you talk about the trends that have changed. You think about five six years ago, you know the trend was it was below your knee. It was what like a ten or eleven inch inseam. And yeah. now it's like seven and eight. It's it's so, it, and it looks so different. It really does. Oh my it's God. Kind of
1: funny. Well, we got a younger buddy who plays with us who, who has worn a pair of chubbies before to golf in and took so much grief. Uh, in fact, we got an email, the club did, from the GM not three days later talking about the appropriate apparel for short length at the golf course. And, and of course, we immediately sent him a text, a group text, saying that it was his fault that the, the entire uh, uh, the entire membership got reprimanded for his decision to wear short shorts on the golf course. But, you know, he, he's he's gone further down, but it also heckles me and some of our buddies for the length that we wear. I'm like, why do you want me to wear short shorts? I just don't I don't understand the appeal. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> it, 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 they do nothing for me. Like, And and I'll say like my shorts still go pretty much just to like the top or the middle of my kneecap, which I know is out of style now, but I don't know. It's tough. Same thing. It's tough for me to go to the store, like try on a pair of shorts. I'm like, yeah, these look good. Look at that three inches above my knee, (laughs) man. (laughs) What
1: do do you think about wife? Jen thinks about this. Do you think she's all in on the chubbies for you? I
0: I don't think so. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's totally. more of like a home thing? Okay.
0: <laughs> so the other thing, you you know, just to talk about fashion, it's funny you brought this up because I was thinking of this in the car. Uh, I was thinking about different types of, uh, you know, materials and patterns because all of the talk of what's about to happen potentially with Nike apparel. And I was thinking of companies like Sligo. Wait, wait
1: hold on. Nike. Yeah. What What's the story about Nike? Is, are they actually going to make good products now? Is no. that the plan? No. Oh. No, nothing but okay. shoes. So, (laughs) so yes, the answer is yes.
0: So I was thinking about like companies like Sligo, who used to make these like outlandish, bright color designs. And I used to have a bunch of those shirts and same thing with like cross was another company that used to have some really like killer designs. But now things seem to have tamed back down a little bit. But then again, on the pants and the shorts, they've risen up. I don't know. I don't get it we have come conservative in one area and
1: risque in another. <laughs> so, there was a thread on T <laughs> is <a> risque. Risque. <laughs> That's what I want to do when I go and play with the boys <laughs> golfing. I want to be risque in my apparel choice. <laughs> oh my god. Um that totally tripped me up. Oh, there's a thread on THP saying like uh, trends you'd love to see go away in 2024. And one of them was like the white belt well, uh, a member said, I-, I want the white belt to go away. I was like, didn't that already happen? Uh, didn't we already lose that one like a year or two ago or five? I want to be, sadly, Dan, I think we're of the age. We've seen the white belt go away, come back,
0: go away again. And it maybe it's coming back. I, I don't know.
1: Well, I'll tell you what it made me think of. It made me think of plaid shorts. Like I, that know, was all I owned. I think from probably 20... 2008 to probably 2014 or so it was like pure plaid variation and like a blank or uh normal golf shirt that was it. Now, were you
0: a belt buckle guy too? Did you have like the different buckles? Oh, that you, of course. And come up with all the different straps to put on it. Like Adidas used to have the big, the big three uh, striped belt buckles that everybody used to. wear Yeah, of course.
1: <clears throat> I had those. I, I and funny you mentioned Sligo because I had those too. Um, yeah, man. Of course, and then that was back when I thought having a belt loop was kind of embarrassing, and now all I wear is like needlepoint with belt loops, and I'm like, it just, it's whatever. <laughs> The
0: style the style. I mean, and it's it's not just a golf. It's everything. like not to completely go way off topic, but why not? Jeans. Now, when you were in school,' we're about the same age, did you have jeans? people in your class that had jeans with like the huge bottoms? like they would They're wear? Like them over the, and shit. yeah, like yeah. over the top of your shoes, so oh, you't yeah. even tell what they were of wearing you know, then it went the complete opposite way,
1: yeah. I <laughs> was thinking about that a lot um a while back when I play with the older generation, there was a time when we wore pants that were significantly baggier than theirs. And now I look at their pants, like, dude, <laughs> you could fit to you in those yeah. things <laughs> from uh like a, a, leg perspective. And it's just, yeah, it's interesting. I actually asked my dad, we were down playing in uh, South Carolina, probably a month or so ago. And I got a new pair of, of pants. I, I'm really happy with. Um, and I said, what do you think of these? He goes, Oh, they're looking a little tight. Like, Really? I could go tighter. He goes, Yeah, they're a little tight in the leg. I'm like, Look, well, I'm not Spencer Strider, man. I'm not showing off my my uh calf muscles and my pants. It's not he that wants, thin. he
0: wants you to dress from the new Jason Day collection.
1: That's yeah what it is. <laughs> With the Malbon or whatever <laughs> yeah. it is. The, yeah, the, the uh, was... and
0: those were a little baggy.
1: Okay, so so <laughs> the, the story is that Nike's talking about dumping golf from an apparel perspective and possibly continuing to do shoes. Is that what it is?
0: I that's I mean that's a rumor. Yeah, okay, rumors that the rumors is, so, is not going to be wearing Nike anymore. Which you know
1: he wears, wears Nike.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, it, it's interesting because I feel like Nike has been trying to get out of golf for the last decade. Um, they're for a company of their stature with their history, you would assume that they'd be at the forefront of every concept or every element that they exist in and the fact that they have the worst material uh the the worst cuts the worst designs of anyone in their category even on on like the larger company dude i'm not trying to roast them but i'm absolutely roasting them right now they are so far behind i feel like they've been trying to do this for 10 years but people keep buying their crap
0: (laughs) yeah and when you put them on par with like adidas or under armor you know they they're behind those two companies in materials and fit
1: (laughs) they've been behind nike adidas since ultimate
0: yeah i remember when
1: ultimate came out they stocked those beside nike in my pro shop to sell more adidas yeah like hey look the the waistband stretches and the material doesn't feel like shit would you like some like (laughs) yes absolutely i would yeah,
0: I used to have some Nike golf pants back when they were uh, you know, decent, but I don't their materials and stuff that just I don't you're right. I think they kind of like did it to be like, stop buying our stuff. And then they can I be mean, like, We're folding up shop because nobody's buying our stuff.
1: I want someone to challenge me on this and and show me a collection. And I, I mean legitimate collection of Nike golf apparel that's not shoes that was like, Hey, we are stepping forward in this not backward, or we're trying to sell many, many units of this. I guess it's going to end up being a roast fest and that's fine. I, I, I don't, uh, I'm speaking from a consumer a hundred percent here that I used to wear Nike a lot. And then I guess I've had some shoes. Uh, in fact, the or the the tour premieres were like the greatest shoes ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, you had many pairs of those. Right? Yeah,
1: I loved them. I had some that they look like Cleveland Cavaliers. Unintentionally, <laughs> they're like a burgundy with like a gold shimmer and a gold and silver like pearl shimmer. It was nasty. Oh, I loved them. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that's a weird that's a weird path to go down, but I think it's an interesting one because what does that mean for Adidas or Under Armour? I mean, Under Armour certainly changed a lot. They they've improved some of their materials, but I'm I'm not entirely sure that even they have stepped forward in their uh, shirt game in a while.
0: Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. They they've gotten better, but I don't think they're. I don't know. They are what they are. They're, I look at those brands. What you know, they're like the the big box store brand for apparel.
1: Isn't that weird? It's, like,
0: it, it's probably not the right thing to say. Look, and, and but that that's how you look at them because you're not going into a big you're not going into a big box store to buy like some of these higher end stuff. When you walk in there, you're mostly picking between Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, and then like either Hogan or Walter Hagen, something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean and, and Hogan and Walter Hagen are a really good example because they are what I would consider to be the potential budget offerings for a tech material in golf, and and I have not seen a lot that would suggest that they're that far behind some of these big names. I mean, the the one the one company I'll always fall back on is Puma's Cloudspun, which I think is just spectacular. Um, that that is so forward. I, I feel like Puma does have a step ahead, but what, what I what I wonder is for all these companies you walk into a golf store and expect to see how is it that we've gone so long without any one of them, like really stepping up and just setting themselves apart in a complete way from some of these companies like Nike specifically, who don't even seem like they're trying to get material forward concepts.
0: Yeah. I mean, Cobra or Puma is that brand that really started. Yeah. yeah, Push that material stuff that that's it. I mean, it's, Adidas used to have some certain kind of lines that would do some things like climate chill. You remember climate chill had mm-hmm. like the little little beads on the, on the upper part of the neck that were there to to cool you down, but and that was all right. That was kind of a cool concept. But the materials for the shirts started going the wrong way. Big
1: South, yeah. You know,
0: it's- so I I don't I don't know. It's it's weird. You would think that's a space that one of those companies could absolutely own. Yeah. Like, Make something 10 times better than everybody else. Keep the price around the same, which I know that's a difficult task right there. But hey, you're going to walk into Dick's and you're going to look at all these other brands. You're going to try on our stuff and you're going to be like, yep, that's the one.
1: And, and maybe that's the problem. We've seen so many of these new apparel companies come out that are selling shirts, almost exclusively shirts. And there's a new shirt every week. <laughs> there's a new design every week of my email from that company who, who does unique and interesting things. Um, that sets himself apart, but you are paying a bit more of a premium. Now, is it a huge premium off of like a Nike or an Adidas? I would say probably no. And certainly not when you're paying close attention to, hey, look, there's one of those on sale. There's a good chance you're going to get a fairly similar price. But when you compare the materials, it's not the same product. You're paying for a name in one, and you're paying for design and quality in the other.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the premiums, Some of them, some of those could be up there to like, to be fair, some of those shirts can go from, you know, when you're buying some of those other brands, where do they go now? 65, 55 to $65 or $75. You say that
1: though, but when was the last time you saw a Nike or Adidas shirt full price for under $65? Oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, and that—that that was kind of the point I was gonna make. I was thinking like a Peter Millar, which is probably like hundred and fifteen dollars. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say
0: in that hundred and ten dollar range. But I bet okay.
1: if you check that Adidas uh, price tag the next time you go, look, it's probably seventy five to eighty five. So yeah. now, uh, listen, I'm not gonna judge people for paying full price for anything. I get it. You want something, you gotta have. Go ahead and have it. Go get I'm, it. I'm. I'm like a, a massive shill for you. Better give me a deal. I don't care if it's five dollars off. I don't care if you tell me I get two point five percent off this product. I want that deal, all right? And I won't buy it unless I get that damn deal. For whatever reason, I love I love a deal, right? Nope that, for
0: fantasy football next year for Dan, yeah, Just yeah, out trades. I'm unstoppable <laughs> in fantasy football, by the
1: way. <laughs> Unbelievably good at that. So it, it's it's weird, like. I'll, I'll chase that, that extra 10% off or whatever it is. That's just me, but there, there are plenty of people who buy full price. And, you know, I look at that difference and like, if you put two of those shirts beside each other with a $20 price tag difference. I know which one people will pick. I think it's pretty easy to assume, especially from a fit perspective and a material perspective. It's not that hard to figure out which one they're going to lean. No,
0: you're, you're right. You're spot on with that.
1: Yeah. Wow, we um we did not have this in our bingo car tonight to talk purely apparel for the first 15 minutes of the show. That was fun.
0: All of this started because we talked about golf on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Just, love- <laughs>
1: those are the rabbit holes we go down. <laughs> uh, I, I just keep looking over at Dean. So we're on video in this call, and he's looks unbelievably comfy in a hoodie. I, I assume it's not uh, cloud spun, but it probably should be. No, it's it's just a Carhartt hoodie. Okay, comfy is comfy. <laughs> comfy he is comfy. Well, yeah, so <clears throat> circling back, I don't think I actually talked. No, I I don't think I did. So I, I had a chance to play golf with the family on Christmas, which was wicked. So we decided a couple of years ago to now that Cal's getting a little bit older, we're just going to have our Christmas here. And then whatever else happens during the break is fine, whatever. So we're sitting around on Christmas Eve, and I said, "Hey, it's pretty nice. So let's go play golf." And my wife, who's definitely gotten into it with new tech this year, and Cal, who's obviously always excited to play, we all went out. We played walk nine holes, and then I put his clubs in my bag and carried for him, and it was awesome, dude. What a what a Christmas gift that was to go and hang out with them and uh, finish the year with a birdie, which is super exciting. And uh, yeah. That, I don't know what it is about getting to play and and maybe you'll feel this because you're in New York, you're in a climate where it's like you never expect it in certain months. There's, there's something really special about like cheating the time of year and stealing around. You know what I mean?
0: It's like bonus golf. Yeah. You don't expect to be, to be able to get out, but then, you know, 45 degree day and courses are open. It's like, all right, I could take the day off of work and just go play golf. It might not be the most pleasant thing, but guess what? (laughs) I'm going to be out there in December where normally I am not.
1: Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Like there are some people who don't have any idea what I'm talking about. I I saw a picture uh, of uh, a TH fear today. Who's just down the road for me and I'm hiding in my house in 35 degree weather. And he's out all bundled up in the golf course posting in our live thread So I'm I'm laughing that off a little bit, but uh, like genuinely decent golf, like fifty-ish degree weather, that kind of thing. You go out and steal, you expect absolutely nothing out of your play. You're just out there to, you know, have a great time. And and I think those things are just genuinely memorable. I I love that uh, that round for whatever reason will likely stick with me for a really long time. You know.
0: Yeah. Those and the fact that you got to do it with your family is. Yeah. It, ma- it makes it even better. I remember back, you know, before we had uh, Leo. Jen and I. Jen is a golf nut too. She likes to go out and play. And we got to play uh, in February. It was like a forty-two degree day. And of course, sent out an email said, "Hey, we're going to be open." And I have a picture of of us walking down the fairway. And you could just see mounds of snow like <laughs> down the right side because they cleared a little bit off so that you could actually have grass to hit from. Nice. And it's it's like one of the coolest pictures we have because it's just you know, it's February, we're playing golf, it's not it's not very nice out. And then we went to like a demo, an indoor demo day after. And they're like, How long has it been since you hit clubs? And we're like, uh, you know, an hour.
1: <laughs>
0: we are just out there playing.
1: Is that the part where you tell them you're an athlete and you're just warmed up? Or is that the part where you tell them you're an athlete, not really, and you're fatigued?
0: That's where that's where I say I am the, the trophy husband golfer. She, <laughs> she's the talent, and
1: I'm just here. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's awesome. Um, it, it is an interesting time of year, uh, mostly because there's all this new product that comes out. And as a writer on THP, you see a ton of it. It's in your face in in both good and bad ways <laughs> at the worst times. Um, and we're actually recording this during a launch event that uh, the James and Jeremy, a couple THP uh, fellow THP staffers are at right now. They're enjoying the new AI smoke release, which is super cool. A new Chrome tour, which looks super awesome. Uh, it's always a good time to ask you what you're excited about because being in front of it, seeing all the different <clears throat> options, what what do you like? What do you so, see?
0: Um without naming names because I can't necessarily go out and do that
1: yet. You can name companies game. Can,
0: can name I don't know can I? I think it so. Yeah, it's, it's very basic. I mean, obviously, you know, right now, like you say, as we're as we're doing this, I'm looking at pictures of, you know, James just put up pictures of the new AI Smoke Max uh, driver that he's he's getting ready to hit out at the demo day. And Jeremy's posting pictures of the stickers and showing you how much distance you're gaining in different areas. So what they've got with the face tech is is really cool. Uh, you know, Cobra's going to have a pretty big release coming up here. Uh, you know, obviously the made the, the players like Taylor made are going to be around uh, too. Um, I think Titleist has some stuff coming in, in the works. There's a lot of good stuff coming. It's always good stuff. Yeah, nobody, I... nobody really makes bad equipment. You know, all of it's good. It's just whether or not it works for you fits your eye and fits your game.
1: Nobody makes bad equipment. You heard it here first, folks. That, Dean, breaking news! And... <laughs> breaking
0: news! I like because to say like that said, that one company stopped making equipment. So
1: I like to say that um, there there's a person for every product made, <laughs> and yeah. you know, just because <laughs> it's not me or you doesn't mean it's a bad product. It's just bad for you.
0: You um, know, Mizuno's new iron range that we got a preview of mm-hmm. in was it October? We yeah. got we got something on that. That launches. The dates are all in my head, but I want to say it's February that those irons actually come out for sale. There, there's some good stuff there that's that's really intriguing.
1: You know, my favorite part—we're at 24 minutes into the show, and Mister Editor is like carefully combing right now, making sure that (laughs) nothing has to get bleeped out. The whole segment wiped out. It's like one of those redacted things from the FBI. You can only read like the and and. and... I'm gonna get
0: gonna get that message tomorrow. You're no longer allowed on Dan's podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, (laughs) it's hard because, and I felt this a little bit having seen AI smoke uh, quite a few weeks ago, and 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 other releases. It's like you want to talk about it so badly, uh, but you can't, and you certainly like. I had clubs in my hand, I had uh, cutouts in my hand, and all I wanted to do is just snap photos. But I knew as soon as I snapped a photo, I'd be like desperate to show everyone. So I just said, screw it. I'm not touching anything. I'm not looking. I'm not taking pictures of anything. Not even just to remember for myself because it's hard, man. You get excited about a product and especially something like this that has a really cool story built into it, not only from the AI concept, but also from the hundreds of thousands of sample points of data that they've uh, pulled from their own product yep. they've they've no longer decided that there's relevancy in the market they're now simply competing against themselves which i think is fascinating um, and, and what i thought was great having been on the course and having hit it was they have this Tech story on is uh, is it micro deflection? Is that what it's called? Micro deflectors, deflectors. Okay, so that's pretty good, man. Considering I haven't seen it in a month, that's (laughs) awesome. So they have these uh, little locations around the head that are featured as compared to their previous product, they are seeing gains of these numbers, and it's not like against our competitor, no, they're, they're. they're putting it up against their own product, which I think paradigm was incredibly well received. And they're saying like, look, if you hit it here in this certain way, the likelihood of you gaining from last iteration is very high. And this is the number you can expect. Uh, so it's a big claim, but then we get on the golf course and l- listen, you either miss low heel or high toe. You're just one of those golfers, right? Yep. It's fair. <laughs> <That's> fair. <laughs> so we had four guys in a foursome And I wouldn't say we played particularly poor golf, but we all had our moments of brilliance and our moments of what in the world was that. (laughs) But with the driver, I think every single one of us made a comment of, I didn't deserve that. Or they looked down for the location of the contact. And it was like exactly where they're talking about this club being a little bit more hot than the previous offerings. And it's like, is that smoke and mirrors? Is that placebo? Like, or is that just the actual experience?
0: Yeah, and it, it is kind of tough. So, you know, we've we've both been in that scenario out there with Granddaddy. Uh, you obviously just there. So it's really fresh in your mind where you're getting new product in your hand that nobody has seen before. So there is some of that, like, maybe it is just placebo. I'm like super hyped up about this. Uh, nobody else in the world is hitting this stuff right now except for us and, you know, some people on tour that have been, you know, testing it out. But from everything that the guys are saying in very early on, you know, they said it during that thread, but they're all hammering it home tonight. It sounds legit like that. It is, it's, it's a real deal. And tone is often very hard to tell when you're reading something online but you can always tell when somebody's excited about a
1: product yeah and that's all of, what I'm talking about
0: all of these guys are super excited about the the I want to say the entire line but you can tell which ones really amp them up and right now the drivers always amp people up and they, they're super excited about this and it seems like the fairway woods are good it seems like the irons were pretty well received and even the hybrids, which always get slept on in almost every single release, nobody <laughs> likes to talk about hybrids. So I, I don't know. It's it is, it's always exciting to be in that position. It's exciting to learn about the stuff beforehand and being able to put it in play. But you can tell what what people really feel about when you're you know when you read enough about it, you can tell when someone's excited or if somebody's very like, yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know what, what I thought was more most telling. Was that it wasn't necessarily people who are in an unfamiliar place who make the comments, right? So we've got JB, who I played with, who who made a comment. Uh, and, you know, he's a geek for equipment, but he is the bigger skeptic than anyone out there because he's seen all of it. he He's heard all of it. And for him to look down and be like, yep, didn't deserve that. And then you have guys from the actual company producing the product who have genuine surprise in their face. And they hit a good shot where they didn't think they would like I don't know, man, there there's the stories will be told. And and I th- I love that we are at the forefront of that where the it's kind of like, let's see what happens. But th- on the other side of it, it's really exciting to see it right out of the gate and assume that they're not out there just trying to fake this. Like if they're trying to beat us, we're trying to beat them and they hit a shot and they look down in surprise at their own product in their own hands with their own swing and be like, okay, I guess I hit that <laughs> one better than I thought. And it's like, <laughs> dude, I, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see what THPers okay. think. I'm excited to see what um, or hear what the the listeners think for every product that's out there right now. But I just found that really fascinating that one of the big storylines this year was the support around the face. And there was instant feedback upon getting on the course.
0: Yeah, which is great, and and from a company perspective, everyone everyone always thinks the opposite, but that's what they want. They want feedback from people, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. They they want to hear about it because they, you know, it. They they take that stuff to heart. They they store it all up, and for their next release or their release two down the line, they they look on that stuff.
1: I, I want uh, I want people to spend a lot of time on THP, <clears throat> reading through the thoughts here. I don't. want... <laughs> spend too much on the podcast i know there's gonna be a ton of coverage between uh the launch with our guys there and the threads the granddaddy guys there so please do take the time to go check out those threads um callie's got some really interesting products i've got a a bunch of excitement in my bag I, I put a four iron in there from ai smoke which i'm so excited about i got a couple of utilities in there which are kind of silly uh in a good way and um I, uh, irons that are what i hope to be just absolute laser beams this year i want to get good again <laughs> so anyways uh yeah me too he says
0: also make sure you read uh james's articles on all of those yes very on very very tech detailed uh you'll get a good feel for it as well what what the products are actually doing what the tech is in there for Uh, you know, so you get the feedback from the forum and you'll get a lot of the details straight from the homepage articles.
1: Okay. So I pushed this part of the conversation because I want to hear your thoughts on the tour. I've been waiting to talk to you about the PGA tour for weeks, um, including sleeping. Um, uh, can you say sleeping in or sleeping through sleeping through recording? yeah I, I,
0: I, you, but. <laughs> I, I, I slept through a uh a, a recording date with dan so it was the day before i think he went to california so it made it hard to make up so i owed him a rain <laughs> check that's really why i'm here people is because yeah. he's, he's cashing in
1: there it is cashed in uh within <laughs> hours actually he's here and talking but either way i i know you're a tour guy i know you've watched a lot of tour golf certainly when it comes to the majors you're big into it and we really haven't had a chance to sink our teeth into what the experience has been like for you watching all this turmoil i feel it kind of started with uh the whole full swing discussion line that came out late early last year and then you know cruised into the madness that existed in the fall so wh- where do you stand what what's what's been thinking
0: oh so i mean the the big you have 30 thing. seconds go yeah the big <laughs> thing is Rob Rom going to live right leaving the tour and going to live you want, you want to start there
1: sure, uh, wherever you want man. like wh- from a guy <laughs> who is who has been incredibly fond of tour golf what is that where does that put you where do you stand right now
0: in terms of liking the tour the the whole live versus PGA tour thing yeah, and I'm excited to watch what's, tour events I mean what's
1: the reaction yeah <sighs>
0: All right, Rob, I mean, Rob leaving the tour, the tour definitely takes a hit. You know, you and I have talked in the past when, you know, I thought Kepka was the big name that left, but it didn't really impact the tour all that much because he didn't give a damn about regular tour events. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, they were they were warm-up events for the big four majors, and that's when he went to live, that was kind of my take on it. Okay, he's playing it somewhere else, and he's going to play a certain amount of events, warming up for the majors. It it. Kind of has worked out like that. He was injured. He got a big paycheck to do that. That's fine. Nobody can blame him for that. Rom going to me, man. You know, I've thought about it so much, and and I still try to wrap my head around it. I understand it. You know, the the money that was thrown around, and I haven't. I don't think anybody has seen like confirmed details of his contract. But you know, you're seeing numbers that are like four. million, $500 million, you know, that kind of talk, that's, that, that's hard to turn down, you know, unless you're Tiger Woods, that's hard to turn down.
1: You're right. You're absolutely right. And, and it was interesting. There's two things I want to kind of point out. Uh, The first being that with what has happened, what has transpired at the top, uh, the, the proverbial rug has been pulled from the tour players who have supported the tour, yeah, numerous times uh, with absolutely no say, which I th- I think is really fascinating. So you look at a guy like Rom, and like I don't fault him for a second because there was no, there was no allegiance at the top of his own tour. So why does he feel the need to champion or defend said tour? Um, the other thing I thought was really interesting is. Rory was on a podcast uh talking about the, the situation that the tour is in suggesting that there are a number of benefits that have come from it and, and for the players um but it's also I forget how he worded it but it was it was perfectly said that you're going to fight a losing battle trying to go dollar for dollar or toe to toe with that kind of bankroll yeah
0: that was that was always going to be the battle because you know on one side you have the PGA tour which you know regardless of what you think of how much money they have how much money they have is like a drop in the bucket to how much piff has it doesn't matter you know they it's it's monopoly money over there compared to anything else here they have unlimited funding it, it's insane and you see it throughout all of these other sports that they're involved in and so when the you know they rolled out live and they bankrolled that and now they're they've extended talks for a merger with the PGA Tour to create a new entity. I think when you're what you saw was the PGA Tour tried to increase those purses, which is something that Phil said that they had the capability to do, right? They have the money, they should be increasing a lot of this stuff. But where I look at it is if they couldn't you know, they raised, they raised the money, they raised the purses, and now they're losing sponsors, and they're losing players still, you know, the big fish in ROM, but it, and they're looking to be essentially bought out, get some new funding in. So within a year, they they tried to, they tr- in a way, they tried to go toe-to-toe, you know, we're going to make purses better, we're going to make money better, we're going to make some conditions better, and they can't do it, because they don't have the deep pockets over there.
1: It's it's really weird, and I think the hard part from a fan perspective is you're sort of caught in the middle. You don't gain anything. It's all a net loss for us, I think. Um, and you're forced to deal with reading about all the money they make and blah, blah, and things aren't fair. And it's just like, at what point does the golf mean more? So yeah.
0: that's a part to me that, the, and it's why Live has never been Uh, you know, an attractive product to me. And it's the same thing with the FedEx cup Finals, at the tour championship, whatever you want to refer to it as they talk about the winner gets this amount of money, 10, 12, $14 million. You know, the team winning team gets $40 million to split between there or whatever that bank is. That does nothing for me.
1: (laughs) Why do we care? Why do we care? Like
0: the FedEx cup was, was essentially made. to to get guys to play more golf after the PGA championship. They didn't want the PGA championship to be the end of it. So they put it, they made the FedEx cup. They made a whole series out of it based off of NASCAR. They threw a bunch of money here, guys play golf for four extra weeks at the time. And you can make all of this money. And to me, that's just not like the playoff aspect was okay. But you know, the, when you get to the final stage, it's this guy wins. He makes $12 million. Okay. And that to me is live. It doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me because the the whole aspect is you're trying to win this amount of money. Taylor Gooch that's won like seventy eight million dollars this past year, something like that. I don't care.
1: That, that's <laughs> such an interesting direction to take it because, and maybe the issue is that it's hard to create emotional ties to things like trophies, but. We all know that the Masters champion gets his ass paid, right? Like absolutely paid out. I, I think there was an assumption that the, as soon as you win the Masters, you you can instantly expect to be $10 million richer just by existing, right? Like that. I, I feel like I've always heard that. Suggest- I'm sure it's more now, but uh, there was always an understanding. But no one ever talked about that. They talked about, can he win a green jacket? Yeah. That was the only thing people talked about. Can he win a major? Can he win a green jacket? Then you get to the FedEx Cup playoffs, and it was never can he win a FedEx Cup title? It was can he win $15 million? Like, how do you? And I'll, I'll put this on other sports. I, I'm sure the amount of money you make for winning the Stanley Cup is massive, but no one ever talks about I want to win the Stanley Cup to win a shit ton of money. Everyone always says, I want to win the Stanley Cup. I want my team to win the Stanley Cup like that is the the end goal. I feel like the tour did no effort in changing the narrative of the end goal.
0: Yeah, and you know they they tried the messaging of, you know, we have history. We're you're playing for history. It, it, that doesn't do the same thing. You know, a lot of people um are M Ward. They they don't they don't know the history of like the John Deere Classic. Or the Travelers Championship. like They can't name the, the winners for the last 25 years. They, they don't care that much about the courses outside of like a Riviera or a Pebble Beach. You know, TPC San Antonio doesn't get as much love by people. And that's because nobody is really that into that course design. And that's just a, you know, example, no hate for TPC. Well, so I, I think,
1: know. I think it's a great example. I mean, Riv is known. Is that the Genesis? What is Riv? Yeah. Genesis. Yeah. So that's, that was pure luck for the record. Um, but I'll give you a couple <laughs> examples. Waste management, you know where that is. Yep. It's Scottsdale, right? So, uh, there's an understanding there that those two exist and they're discussed because they're unique. Right. I'll give you another example. um, uh, what is it? The the players we know exactly where it is TPC Sawgrass. Um, uh, what's the one in Hilton Head? I'm blanking. Oh my god, this isn't working out.
0: It was the RBC Heritage, yeah. The
1: Heritage, so yeah. but that had the tartan jacket, right? Yep, so th- there are these little bits that you come close to creating something interesting for fans to come back and see who wins the tartan jacket, who wins the players wins the waste management um when I think of john deere classic all i can think of is t-boxes with little john deere dudes on them it's it's tough like think of all those other i think the, of steve stricker the rocket <laughs> mortgage like the, you you could find ways to make this more interesting for players to be enticed to go there um uh, certainly i think the tour re- needs to Look again, as especially as they convince their sponsors to stick around at the obligation for their players to actually show up at certain tournaments. Um Man, I don't know. I I I just I really struggled to watch tour golf this year because it felt like a massive pissing match, and not just from the tours, but also from the fans. Man, like we we there was this huge divide created, um, and and we all kind of got screwed by the tour too. If if we lean PGA. And they, you know, did what they did with Piff and and like, what allegiance do you have now finding that out? Uh, personally, I was like, okay, don't care now. <laughs> no, do you
0: remember the morning that before the thread went up on THP that there was going to be a merger that we got a message just like, hey, take a look at this. Do you remember reading that for the first time? I remember looking at it and be like, wait, what? And then, yeah, there you go. It's up. Like it, there's the thread. Read, read all the information. But it was like, are you serious? Yeah, and that was back in what, June, yeah. July. I think it was July. I think it was after the British Open. Yeah, the Open Championship. Sorry. I,
1: I I do remember that, and and I I took it a little bit personally because in a lot of ways I defended the same things that Rory did, and what John Rom did was why did I say John Rom? Is why did I pick two names for one and one for the other? Like Rory McElroy. <laughs> say like uh, Roars and Rombo. Yeah, Roars and Rombo. There you go. Anyways, like the, the, the there was this belief that the the PGA Tour is the the ultimate location for skill and and uh the history there is worth defending and and, and I felt like I had a bit of a connection to that. Um But that was all murdered that day. It was gone.
0: Yeah, it was, it really was like a slap in the face.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And and we're just fans. But let me add another (laughs) side to that, Dean. I understand why the tour did it. Oh, Uh, I I think at one point they realized they're not going to win this war. There's no way. Because when you're battling with dollars and cents, it's only the biggest bank account but money does have a, a beautiful way of destroying things look at your yankees for, for all things Hey, like,
0: my yankees have not spent a dime in free agency this off season like that for soto the record. From? i would like that for the record was soto they, a trade they did trade for juan soto
1: yeah he's but, probably pretty cheap then but
0: they did they did not uh, go out and sign anybody for yeah eight.
1: my blue jays will enjoy the <laughs> the sloppy i can't say that the uh, second hand of Kiner, but but you know what? Like if we're talking about
0: yeah, Isaiah, Isaiah Kiner falafel, you'll enjoy him. <laughs> um
1: <Totally.
0: laughs> If you're talking like a baseball analogy, it is the Oakland A's versus the L A. Dodgers. The L A. Dodgers, Ooh, probably,
1: the New York Mets,
0: like one point two or three billion dollars on three players this off season.
1: Uh, yeah, true.
0: And, and you know, Oakland is like, hey, we're going to Vegas at some point. Cool.
1: <laughs> I, I I only said uh, the New York Mets because I feel like Liv <laughs> spent a lot of money and then accomplished pretty much nothing. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> yeah, that is that's the Mets.
1: I wonder if we have any Mets fans who are listening in just super pissed at me not, right now. Not anymore. They're probably agreeing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they, they have hung up. <laughs> I'm sure they loved seeing Scherzer versus Verlander in the World Series for opposing Man. teams.
1: I, you know, <laughs> yeah. It, it, <sighs> I'm worried about this year uh, and I don't mean that for me. I, I just, I feel like as a fan of the game, I'm I'm losing sight on the value of tour golf. It's almost like golf has become a more casual experience for me. And and certainly with a lot of these things that are going on in the game of golf right now, it's become sort of secondary to the idea that there requires a tour to exist to, for me to have enjoyment. Uh, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I'm very curious about how um you know, I I usually love watching tour golf. I'm very curious as to how this year is going to unfold if it holds my interest because there's a lot of stuff there's still stuff going on and it has taken it's taken away from the product. It's taken away from the excitement for it. I mean, Scotty Scheffler had an outstanding, like historically outstanding year last year with only two wins, but you know, his stretch of top fives and top tens and top 15s. I mean, but you know, he had two wins and nobody really, it it failed. They tried to promote it. It failed to gain traction. Part of it's because Scotty Scheffler is not the most exciting cat in the world. But a lot of it is because I don't think fan, I think fans look at it and they're like, well, you know, half of the top 10 players aren't playing here anymore.
1: So let me counter that with one thing. with the current setup of golfers where they are i don't think the pga tour is that worse off i think if the dust settled tomorrow i think both entities could exist successfully and not diminish the quality of golf for me and and i'm and i'm i'm using this as like a please hear me now tour type of thing <laughs> we have to move on we have to find that next step and we have to do that quickly while people still have some interest in tour golf. Yeah. Because once that settles and once we know what the future holds, I can go back to being genuinely interested in who wins what tournament. But until then, I tune in and all I hear about, all I end up talking about is who's the next guy to go? Who, what's yep. the next deal that's going to be made? That's all I really think about. And that's, that's been a long time to put up with that.
0: And when you go on golf, uh, I'll say golf X. So formerly Twitter, because I always love how that's, (laughs) I always love how that's thrown in. He said on X, formerly Twitter, um, Twitter. you know, the, when tournaments are in play, whether it's a live event or a PGA tour event or weeks that they're, you know, both going on at the same time, like it's terrible. I mean, golf Twitter in, in general is terrible, but it's like even worse. It just ratchets up everybody to you know to talk sm- so much smack and so you know out there you know what so i don't know it's it's rough it's time move on let's 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 get to a happy place
1: give me a lock for a major win this year
0: mm. do you uh, just a major winner or at a certain venue
1: but whatever tickles you man oh. you feeling that confident
0: no I'm not. i'll I'll tell you what give me both <laughs> oh shoot you can go both right. too if you need to All right, I will say. Oh, dang! I mean, if I want to go like be safe, I would say I would say I would say Kepka at Augusta.
1: Okay, interesting.
0: If I want to go for one that's never won one before, I'll say Fowler at uh, at Pinehurst.
1: Interesting. Okay, I like that. That's
0: the out of, I don't know. Is that considered out in the field pick out of the box pick?
1: I, <laughs> I mean, I he was there last year. I, I don't think it's that crazy.
0: Oh, no, it, it, I don't know. That course could, could suit him. Well, we'll,
1: we'll see what the USGA does this, uh, this spring, those putters and every thought of them might be deleted by, uh master season. So who knows?
0: Yeah. And, uh, we'll talk about this i'm sure later in the year if you ever have me back pinehurst us open the last time it was there not my favorite setup was not my favorite course (laughs) i thought it looked so bad on tv it like gave me oh they baked it out yeah it gave me no like man i want to go play there it didn't give me that feeling at
1: all that's how i feel every time they go to pebble beach and it looks spectacular and then i'm told how much it costs to play there (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good with watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna get famous and playing the pro am there. I heard it's really good.
0: Well, oh, I mean, you know, this is this is show what one got to be close to one ninety.
1: Famous adjacent one eighty seven.
0: One eighty seven. There you go. So you are uh, you're almost there. I hear if you get to two hundred,
1: everything then, opens then, up. Then nice. Everything
0: opens up. So you're you're wow. on the periphery here.
1: <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts, questions, or comments before we wrap her up tonight? god that's always a dangerous question i know like what,
0: like what is on my mind no i really don't you're lying <laughs> i probably am right. Uh man i'm just i'm working on getting some stuff together here so that i can start swinging a little bit and getting my game ready as you know build up towards the spring because you know, it's january already it's a new year we've got new equipment rolling in and I kind of want to just get my garage set up so I can start hitting balls again and get things rolling.
1: Okay. Is there one product you think is going to redefine your
0: 2024? (sighs) Mm. I'm hoping there's a set of irons out there that is going to, to fix my game. Maybe AI smoke. It could be AI smoke. It could be, Uh, um, that was one area that I wanted to improve last year. And I, I felt I didn't, I thought I improved my putting, which we've talked about, how bad my putting is for a long time, but I actually was confident on the greens last year. I drove the ball. You know, when I look at my stats, I drove the ball fairly well. My iron play is just, it's horrendous, man. We'll get there. That's what we're focusing on. We'll get there. Yeah,
1: And Leo's getting there too, right? He's I'm assuming clubs are coming.
0: Oh yeah. He loves it. He loves it. He got out on the course a couple of times last year just to, you know, I'd go out and play and he would like join me on the last hole. Okay. Or, or there were times where, you know, we'd go to the range or he would, I think he did walk nine holes with me once and played four or five. Uh, he's ready. He's so excited. He's into everything. He's going to get ready for T-ball golf. He did soccer this past year. He's a, he's a nut.
1: So we, uh, Kyle just turned eight and, um, uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say this on the show, but she only selectively listened. So it's fine. We're turning 40 next year for this year. Shit. This year now and uh same so yeah so i keep sort of throwing around the idea like hey 10 years is a big year and she's like shut up 10 years calcium in college shut up (laughs) 10 years you'll be joining him on the last hole not him joining you on the last (laughs) hole shut up it's uh it's been an adventure man if i can make it through winter if we actually have one and and i have all limbs attached (laughs) <laughs> um and no like bruises on the back of my head from getting smacked too much i think it'll be a big win for everyone
0: <laughs> yeah um so i, I do got a question you brought it up how are you handling with 3040
1: oh i don't care i don't okay. care at all no it's good nope. uh, i i don't enjoy like just sort of existing and things starting to hurt which is kind of weird i'm not <laughs> super fond of that um No, I think, I think 40 is whatever. I think it has more to do with what my kid's doing. Like the whole idea that he's going to be in college in 10 years, that hits me a lot harder than I'm going to turn 40. Cause you you know what? Um, This is getting to be a fairly long episode, but I will make a comment and I'd love to talk about it more in a future episode, whether it's with you or someone else. Uh, I feel like at some point golf's going to have to change for me. I have a fairly long swing but I think one of the things I have become mostly emotional about is the idea that my best golf's behind me. I can't wrap my head around that. I, I don't buy it. Well, that's the hard part, right? Because like I felt this when I went to a I went to a place I I remembered playing well at and I wasn't the same guy. And and I know that that, that super vague And it's like sort of cherry picking could be like a bad day or whatever, an okay day. But there is a certain moment, I think, in everyone's life where they realize that it could be the downward slope. And I'm just, I'm not ready for it.
0: What is that? The country song. I ain't as good as I once was, but I'm as good once as I ever was. (laughs) There, There you go, Dan.
1: Okay. You're all as right. good
0: one, once as you ever were. So next yeah. time you go to that course, you'll just tear it up.
1: Career career day in a <laughs> subpar year. Okay, I got it. I can I can do that. One good round this year is all I need.
0: It's like getting the hole in one when you shoot. Oh, too you soon! Know. Stop! I you shoot. You shoot a hundred, but that's what you have to put on your board now. That you that's, have that one. That's, that's all, all it takes. All it takes it's all is it takes. shooting a
1: hundred to get a hole in one. All right, I'm gonna cut out well, the one from the scorecard and like <laughs> tape it to something
0: oh come on you would do that you would put it up behind you i know you would i see those scorecards back there yeah yeah.
1: that was when i was that guy (laughs) Hmm. dean i love having you on buddy we got to do this more i really appreciate you it's always fun always an adventure who knows where we're gonna go (laughs) uh yeah for sure let me just not check off anything i've once again written down (laughs) per usual you and josh seem to make a habit of that but that's fine hey i hope you guys enjoyed this week um Is a great start to the year for me. I'm really looking forward to seeing what 2024 brings. I know we're in a sucky month here in Ohio. I'm sure a lot of you are as well. But if you are in one of those fancy uh, locations that you can actually play golf and go play for us, go have fun. Rub it in our faces, whether that's on social uh, or on the THP forums. Please let me know how good you're playing. Uh, Let me know louder how bad you're playing so I don't feel as bad. (laughs) But either way, enjoy it, make it count, and we will see you guys next week. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network,
0: your number one source for all things golf.
1: Subscribe on iTunes
0: to never miss an episode.